Hello, I'm Nathaniel, and welcome to the Descent into Illumination. As always, this is your faithful host, Nathaniel. I hope that each and every one of you are doing wonderfully. Um, for whatever you got going on in your life, whatever whatever crazy things you guys are doing. This is actually the first episode I've recorded in a, you know, about probably a month now. It's uh, that no, previous week's episode was something that I had recorded um, a little while back um, before a lot of things that actually happened in my life. And uh, one of the, a lot of things have recently gone down in my life. Some good, some bad, you know, life on life's terms. Um, and that's really going to be, today's going to be a lot of catch up, you know, more or less. Today's going to be... Uh, really catching up from where uh i was at that last episode because you know my mindset's changed you know my perception changed a lot of things in my life have changed you know one of the only constants in this universe to my knowledge is change um whether it's through even reincarnation um through just matter changing different energies and different forms um from you know just the cycle of the moons and stars eventually our sun's going to explode that's change right there um, you know, everything changes until the inevitable either heat death or frozen death that this universe experiences uh, and maybe creates a state of homeostasis in that. Uh, there's going to be change. There's going to be a lot of change. So I'm going to kind of play a little catch up and then we'll dive into some of the emotional impacts of it and everything like that. So unfortunately, when it comes to Tonga, I was medically rejected. Um, so I will no longer be leaving in August 2019 to serve in the Peace Corps as a volunteer for an English uh, language facilitator in uh, August. And that, <laughs> that really sucks, you know? So I got, uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest about why I got medically rejected. I got medically rejected because part of my sobriety plan is to, on occasion... Um, go to online AA meetings or whatever recovery meetings because that's where I come from. Um, even though I don't consider exactly recovery meetings uh, uh, the foundation of my recovery, um, it's still an important part of it. And you know, I would like to be able. Uh, my goal actually was to be able to create um, AA meetings there and um, actually, you know, start up meetings there. Um, and, you know, randomly call back my support network and everything like that. And the reasoning is that uh, they rejected me is because they can't guarantee internet access um, or mobile access all the time. And I'm like, excuse my language here, but what the fuck? Um, that was my initial reaction. I'm talking to people on Facebook that are in Tonga right now. That's all I would require for this one small part of my recovery plan. And that was really, really frustrating. Um, but I get it. They can't guarantee. And, you know, it's not my ass that they are trying to save. It's theirs in a lot of ways. Um, they can't guarantee that I'll be able to be a good fit there. And I have to understand they aren't, it's quote unquote, in the best interest of myself. And I um, do have my disagreements with that, obviously. But, you know, it was out of my control, that decision. I did my best to be honest and about my recovery i thought i had created a great recovery plan but all this means is i'm not going to tonga in august and that's okay um that's okay 
Hopefully I'll be able to go to another um, site that has better internet access. That is the ideal situation. Because, um, you know, I still want to be of service and I want to be able to really um, ascertain to what I can think I can become. Um, and how I can really find creative ways to in innovative um, new solutions to help um, different communities and really learn a lot too. Again, I don't ever want to downplay that a lot of, you know, is even when we be teaching, a lot of uh, teaching is learning. Um, and I'm really excited about that opportunity still. Definitely really excited. I just don't know where it is. So uh, I'm in limbo with it right now. And that's really, you know, it's frustrating. Um, because, you know, you kind of create this ideal for yourself and it's expectations, as we talked about on this podcast before. I have now created these expectations that I wanted to be able to do these things and when it wasn't able to live up to it, of course I'm disappointed. Um, but that's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of life. And I guess technically if I was enlightened and illuminated, um, I would be able to live without those expectations, but I haven't 100% figured out how to do that. Whether it's with a new social relationship, whether it's with an old social relationship, whether it's moving into a new place, whether it's starting a job, or this career option. You know, humans intrinsically um, create expectations based off of our previous experiences. And I think there's a lot of survival tactic in that. It's really, you know, um, trying to figure out, you know, how should we address this situation? What should we expect? And literally, what an expectation is what should we expect? How should we handle this? How should we pretend to behave ourselves? How should we prepare for these things? Expectations intrinsically aren't a negative thing. It's just when we create these expectations and we hold them up to these higher standards, and when they don't live up to it, it can create disappointment. And that is something that. Um, can create suffering and you get into these whole Buddhist philosophies where you don't need to suffer. So, you know, well, if you don't want to suffer, you don't expect, you know, just be open to everything. And I haven't gotten there yet. And that's okay. It's okay. Uh, maybe one day I'll be able to get to, I really want to actually, more than life events necessarily, I want to be able to have no expectations for uh, people. Um, that I can just tr meet people exactly where they're at without having any of my agenda or any social agenda um, that's been I've inherited through my social cultures and everything like that. I think that if I'm able to eventually get to a point where I'm able just to ex be with people where they're at at all times, you know, well, <laughs> there's the question that if I don't have expectations, I'll be with dangerous people. But at the same time, um, I am a believer that for the most part, people are, you know, generally just trying their best with what they know and what they got. Um, and if I can just accept or not even accept again, but just be with people where they're at you know that's in so many ways what i want for myself and just be okay with myself with no expectations because oh my god i think anyone listening to this podcast understands how much how much expectations on ourselves can hurt i'm not fitting the social mode that i think i should be even not an inherited social mode that i've gotten from my family or my friends or my society just ones that i try to hold myself accountable for Whew, that can be a doozy sometimes and that's why it's okay to remember that i'm human you know, it just always comes back to that a lot in so many different aspects. It's okay to remember that I'm human, that I don't need to be perfect. I need, a lot of my expectations are inhuman, you know? <laughs> Maybe it's inhuman to expect to be able to um, just accept everyone for everything. Maybe I should just be okay with, oh, I'm right here. You know, maybe that's a thing. Maybe I should uh, read into that a little bit. All, all, all different thoughts on this podcast. You know, you know, it's, this is just one big ramble. Um, and I appreciate every single one of you along on this journey with me. I just wanted to take a moment to say, you know, you're loved. Um, your emotions matter. They're valid. Your story matters. You, you matter just as all of that is applicable to me. 
um, it's for humans. And if we don't got anything else, we all got our own story. <laughs> I think that's a that's a pretty cool thing. So I'm not going to Tonga. Okay, I got that. I um, actually also uh, moved. I am now living with uh, one of my best friends. Love this dude to death. Amazing human being. One of the people who I think cares more than most people um, in a lot of different things. And I'm so excited to live with him. We're still figuring out all the 100% um, dynamics of living together. You know, whether it's uh, how we, we cook for each other. You know, we just check in each other. You know, and say, have a good day at work. All that stuff. I joke all the time that we're, uh, uh, we're a married couple and that we're the gay couple <laughs> from um, Frankie and Grace, which is a wonderful TV show. And I think really illustrates... Um, interesting relationship dynamics in a very positive and um, negative way in some ways but you know it shows a lot of healing and that's where i am a, such an enthusiastic person for is um seeing that healing love that healing love seeing um uh, shows that illustrate the healing processes in relationships and not just the toxic destructive parts um so you know i moved probably about ooh, i don't know i'm probably about 15 miles away from so not not really that far um from my house uh or or my family um but you know getting that track back with independence you know i'm able to have friends over or uh, different social connections over and have different you know whether platonic or not intimate moments with people and, you know this entire living experience with my friend is a giant intimate experience where i get to meet and know someone on a whole new level and i'm very excited about that you know just to be able to be with him and you know help him through a hard time him help me through hard times and everything like that and just kind of have that person to be with um, I do like having someone just to be with. I think that is a very important thing. Um, and, you know, luckily I have a good support network and I have a good relationship with my family. So um, it took a lot of effort and I'm more than happy to get into that effort if anyone ever wants to um, know what that is, um, how that works. I think I've kind of touched on it a few times, but I'm always happy to uh, dive more into detail on a lot of those different things. Um, but, you know, I'm actually really close to my um, my home group for my AA meetings. What a home group is, is um, it's kind of like where you're a service to, where you like chair the meetings of, and then um, where you regularly go. So I'm like, basically either every Friday or Saturday, I go to this meeting, right? And it's not even a 20 minute walk from my house. Um, so that's really nice. Um, that is really nice, actually. So, and I'm in a really good part of town. And I, and I think the one, it, one it's a it's a really nice townhouse, to be honest with you. Um, I've lived in apartments by myself before, and I've even lived in houses that weren't as nice as this. Um, you know, we do, you know, I don't want to really touch on that. Um, I think, because that's a really um, traumatizing um, thing, actually, in a lot of ways. Uh, it is something that takes a lot of time and effort. You know, when you're moving, you have to remake a home. And especially when I'm moving already into someone else's home because they had this property before I moved in. So I have to kind of, you know, make my own space for it and kind of, you know, look, luckily they've been nothing but inclusive and welcoming. You know, we have our own, you know, kind of guidelines, quote unquote. That's not really what they are. It's like I have to wash the nice knives in a certain way because he likes his knives to be clean. That's the most intense thing that we've talked about <laughs> rule-wise, you know. But it takes a while for something to become home. Home for me is a very important place. Now, I could talk about place all day long. I took That was my thesis class for my major in religion. What the hell place is? And I couldn't tell you what a place is anymore. There's so much, such a loaded question. But for me, home is the closest I get to a sacred object or a sacred location. 
I am not someone who is intrinsically ritualistic. I am not someone who really sees a divide between the sacred and the profane, as they have explicitly said on this podcast repeatedly. I am a big believer that there is no divide between the sacred and the profane, and that everything is intrinsically profanely sacred, you know, and, and that everything that is mundane is a spiritual experience. But home for me is the closest I get to that sacred thing, that other, that own agency. It is my place of refuge is the best way I want to describe it. It is, and I think that is for a lot of people. Unfortunately, people who live in toxic households really lose out on that thing. And, you know, you're really losing out on something that is a basic need for humans. You know, what is the, where the, the basic needs for human survival? Food, water, shelter, air, you know, I believe are the, the basic needs. We need intrinsically shelter. And when we have a toxic shelter, it really, you can't live a healthy lifestyle. You know, there is no, you take that with you. You take that everywhere you go when you have that. And I've lived in very toxic situations a couple of different times. And it affects all aspects of your life when you don't want to be in your shelter and you don't want to be home because of X, Y, and Z um, really palpitates into different waves into the rest of your life. And it is something that you cannot holistically sustain a healthy life with. Um, you know, living in, a, one, you're going to inherit traumas, you know, living in a toxic environment like that where you are spending most of your time, um, inherently you're going to get some traumas out of that. And if they're not tra traumas from your um, parents or your significant other or whatever, you know, those are all things that can be inherited by living in those environments. But you're going to tax in your mental health. Even if you don't suffer from depression, anxiety, or anything like that, you're going to have an intrinsically more negative outlook by just living and sustaining yourself in this toxic place. Your perception changes based off of where you spend time. Um, it just we're affected by the outside just as we affect our own insides. Luckily, this place is the opposite of toxic. We do a very good job of keeping it clean. We are both generally clean people. I mean, you know, we're not. It doesn't look like no one lives here clean, but you know, we um, take take uh, take control. You know, take the trash out when it's full. Do the dishes so they're not left in the sink. So there's a giant pile of them. Um, do our laundry like adults, you know, <laughs> just basic things. You know, I scrubbed my toilet the other day because it needed to be scrubbed. Um, I don't like the water line uh, that much. I know there's not a whole lot I can do about that, but I try to keep it minimal to the best of my ability. Um, and I'm currently still in the process, and I don't know how long I'm going to be here anymore, which is the big question mark, because, you know, I'm no longer leaving in August. I still want to hopefully go in the Peace Corps, but for the foreseeable future, I'm here. So I'm really doing my part to make this place my home, and obviously... You know, it's a little bit more tricky when I'm not bringing a whole lot because I'm only bringing stuff for my room. I haven't even actually brought my bed over yet. So I'm hopefully bringing my bed over this coming week. And that's something I know is going to really take it to the next, making it feel like my own, having my own refuge and everything like that. This place already does feel like my home. And I knew that because I um, came back from Vegas um, this past Monday uh, or Sunday um, with my sister, actually. And uh, I was so excited to be able to come home to here and just take off my pants and lay down in bed. <laughs> and that's a big sign for me. I'm like, yeah, this is, I'm starting to make this place my home. Um, and one of the lucky traits that I have is I can go into a lot of different environments and for however long, make it my home, my little refuge and everything like that. That is 
it is the closest I come to having a ritual of place and everything like that. And having this place that is this, again, this other and this other, so this refuge that no one has to be here if I don't want them to be here or I can invite anyone I want over here. And that is an agency that I intrinsically didn't fully have when I was living with um, family. Um, because I had to be a lot more mindful. And I still have to be mindful of my roommate and everything like that. But it's in a different context. And a context that is much more mitigatable and much more balanceable with myself. Um, I can burn my incense again. I had something that I uh, really did miss. Um, just for, you know, uh, you know, no, 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 not that it was an issue not being able to burn them and uh, living with my family, but you know, some people have some breathing issues and everything like that, and it wasn't okay, it wasn't right for me to burn them, so you know, I have to respect those things. But you know, I always have a fucking incense stick going every night now in my room, and just, just that, uh, I, I like my room a very specific way. I like it feeling a little mystic. I feel like it feeling a little eclectic. I have posters and paintings and art all over my walls. I used to have a full tarot deck on my walls. Um, uh, among other things, I, I have my fairy lights. I have, you know, just this incredible. I like to make this my own comfort space. If anyone has ever seen Howl's Moving Castle, my goal is to make it just like Howl's room, except my own. Just this very eclectic, chaotic, organized mess. Um, not really minimal. I'm really I'm minimalistic in a lot of aspects of my life. I'm very extra in a lot of aspects of my life too. But my room room is a very. Um, reflection of me in a lot of ways and i think everyone is you know you make it someplace your home it's a reflection of who you are and what you choose and that is the same case with my room and my bathroom here um i have a bunch of my art already up on the walls i'm excited to get my bed back i have my tv you know i'm able to burn incense and everything like that and i have blackout curtains in there which are awesome because i love a dark cold space for my room um like a cave i like it to be a cave i like to be able to go into and be like I'm a dragon ah, bring me your gold no not really I just like it to be dark and um, I have a red light even actually instead of a normal light because I like the, just a darker tone and everything like that um, and I like it just to have a very calm energy um, and you can get that different energy and that's the crazy thing that I think about my room is I have a very a lot of things like on my walls and stuff right you know i have a lot of open space in my room right now though too at the same time but even with all this organized chaos i guess it is very calm i've had a lot of people say that well not a lot not a lot of people it's not like i'm having a lot of people in my room but you know giving people tours of my room or whatever um i've definitely had wow there's a really nice inner calm energy in here i'm like that's how i like to have a reflection of that is my most intrinsic comfort and the thing is the reason why i do that is because i'm worth it because i want that's purely selfish really for my mental health my mental well-being is i want a calm quiet space to come to when i can that i can quote unquote retreat to if i want to or i can go and recharge or i can go and be and everything like that that's my space right there and i'm very big on that little bit of individual agency um, it's very important to my mental health and I luckily like I said anywhere I go in life I'm typically able to um, Make my home for however long I'm going to be there and this is no different I have a very nice space here and I'm able I'm really turning it into a place of refuge and everything like that And I get to do it luckily with one of my best friends And I'm very excited about all of that opportunity right there. I think that is a very rewarding process um 
so there's that that's that's all i really got i'm again always happy to talk more about home and everything like that i have a lot of thoughts on that you know i like having being very welcoming and offering people food and water i like you know like oh you can if you need to stay the night you can stay the night or oh man we got a shower and all that stuff like that I like you know it's the mom and me that i like to say i have a very caring and maternal and paternal instinct at the same time like oh huh, we'll take care of you you want a cigar you want some you want some water you make sure you stay hydrated um all those little things you know and everything like that so that's uh good things good things um the next thing is i really started working a lot too i'm also i'm bartending at two different places and bartending at a hotel and at a, a play hall i think it's a play hall they do random shows like that neither of them are exactly uh busy to say the least um not making great money but i'm, I'm working you know i'm trying to do my best job and i'm really trying to put a lot of effort and energy into you know being a serviceable human being unfortunately in the system that we currently live in here in america where your value is oftentimes based off in the workplace is where you're able to do service wise and you know i'm trying to play that game to some extent and everything like that but it's just exhausting because some days i work morning some days i work night sometimes i work doubles and that's taken that's been the biggest adjustment because you know coming off of traveling and um graduation you know it's uh, it's a whole different mindset. I'm really trying. I'm really struggling in a lot of ways to adjust to it. I've gotten a lot better. Don't worry, mom. But that's also the, one of the reasons why I haven't recorded in you know a month or so, because I needed to give myself this time to heal and to adjust. I have to give myself this ability to actually be okay in the present situation and find a new circle and find a new pattern and everything like that. Because that's what us humans do. We create patterns and we create consistency in some way, shape, or form. I needed just that time to adjust to the changes that were coming. And that transpired. And luckily, I'm able to, you know, I'm sitting down here. I'm at the 21-minute mark right now, and I'm having a great time. I'm actually able to, you know, just kind of keep this natural flow of conversation going. Um, which I'm, if I might toot my own horn, something I'm very proud that I can do on typically a regular basis, which is a really and that's that makes me feel whole, actually. It's one of the things I really like about myself. And... <laughs> And it was actually one of the first things when I really was learning how to love myself when I was really struggling, especially in early sobriety and in my active addiction, that uh, when I was trying to figure out who I am and uh, did I love myself because I didn't at the time, uh, that was one of the things I was able to go that I can go on these very passionate, connective um, thoughts about something as simple as, you know, making a home. I guess it's not really that simple, actually. There's nothing simple about homeownership or um, making a place or home, you know, to say the least. Um... Yeah, that's not easy at all. No, that, that's not. Uh, maybe I should have chosen uh, an easier example. But I mean, what's easy to me is not easy to other people too, and that's something that's important to remember too. That just because it's easy for me or difficult for me, some other people might find it easier, and some other people might find it hard. I think that's what makes us all little beautiful individual balls of light, I guess, right? But going back to the whole work thing, so you know, certain people drink just trying to be a decent employee, and you know, luckily since I've been there, actually the satisfaction on the percentage has gone up quite a bit, so we're making a pretty big impact, you know, me, uh, me and the new hires at least, or anything like that, and that feels really fucking good, actually, in a lot of ways. That that feels nice. It was like, wow, they can actually see a noticeable increase in satisfaction of customers and like of experience and everything like that. I'm like, wow, I did, I'm doing that. That's I don't mean to toot my own horn again, but shit, I'm a valuable employee. Um, that feels nice, you know, but again, it's a really hard adjustment, you know, just going back into the grind of, uh, chasing that paper, making that bread and produce, what is it? Producing that yeast, um, <laughs> producing that yeast. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, that's these, these, and these all happen within like the same week of each other originally. That's why I was like, 
I need time to adjust. I need. I can't. I need some time not to record. I need to just be okay with myself for a moment and get back into my own whatever cycle manifests for me. So that's where I'm at. You know, I'm hoping that you're all doing well. Thank you for being patient with me. I apologize. Um, luckily, I had a conversation with one of the most beautiful people I know, Sandy, and he told me that he was translating my podcast uh, into Spanish or Portuguese. I can't remember which. I think. Sandy, are you from Brazil or are you from some place where in South I think it's Brazil, so it'd be Portuguese, right? That sounds right. Um, so to his mother, and then I'm like, oh, oh. And, you know, me and him, uh, he actually lived in the monastery with me uh, back in Taiwan a few years ago. And, you know, so to have that connection that, you know, even though we don't live in the same state or anything like that, but we're able to have this, you, I mean, you're more than a brother to me. You know that. I love you, man. Um, you're a beautiful just kind soul and you overwork yourself and you're just fun to be with and you're just genuinely you and i couldn't ask for more than that and a brother and a friend and all that good stuff so i wanted to give a special shout out to you at the end of today's episode you have no idea how much i appreciate you actually i think you do know how much i appreciate you because i feel very like that's how you think about me as well you give me hope you give me motivation in life and everything like that i want to take a special moment that i really appreciated our breakfast that we were able to have and even if it was just for a few hours it was the best few hours i could have asked for at that time so as always i want to give a few little you know shout out to everything if you want to follow me on twitter i'm into the descent or or uh yeah i'm into the at into the descent please follow me if you want to send me an email please go feel free to the descent into at gmail.com if you want to share your story i am more than happy to read it you can go ahead and send me an email i can read it on air i would love to hear what you, whatever you want to talk about you want to talk about your struggling with eating disorders talk about your struggling with eating disorders you want to talk about any potential your letter for any potential assaults that happen by all means i'd be happy to read this to you all of this can be anonymous um if you want to just talk about why you like clouds i'm more than happy to read that too um whatever it has to be i'm always accepting interviews and i got a few interviews lined up here that i think are going to be really good too as well um you know keep, keep on recording and trying to you know bring you more of whatever the hell my perception is and um hopefully we're able to connect over that i just want you to remember that you are loved you are not alone please reach out if you need help Thank you for listening to the Descent into Illumination podcast. Feel free to email me at thedescentinto at gmail.com. Please follow me on Twitter at intothedescent. Thank you very much again for listening. Please remember that you are loved, you are not alone, and that you are worth it.